deep in the backwoods of America. We have climbed the highest mountains, searched the densest forest, dragged the swamps, and scoured the prairies to find our leader, retired U.S. Marine gunny, Bud Cornwell. Welcome back, Patriots. I have a fellow Marine, which is, I'm always ecstatic being part of our uh, show, The Patriot Cause. And this week is Veterans Week. So I'm trying to reach out to veterans that want to actually open their mouth and talk about what's going on. In their life, in our country, all of us are being suppressed as veterans uh, because of this administration. People don't understand that, don't realize that, but this administration is not a what we would consider a favorable administration for the veterans. And so we're dealing with a lot of things that are coming down with the woke military, etc. So without further ado, we have Dr. Cordy Williams on this show today. He was in the Marine Corps. He's going to explain that and tell us how did you go from being in the Marine Corps to a doctor. Yeah, well, Bud, I appreciate you having me on the on on the Patriot Cause. Always great to meet another a fellow Devil Dog, and um, especially somebody that ascended all the way to Gunnery Sergeant, and then went went on and on and on. I mean, you know, it sounds like from what what little bit we've gotten to talk and get to know one one another, which I know we're we're brothers, anyways, just because we have Absolutely. that bond that yep. that you've been serving for twenty or thirty years, and you're still serving now, so. I'm really honored. It's an honor to be here. Um, I went to Paris Island in 1998, um, became a Marine, kind of came from a, a broken home and, you know, a home where my dad didn't really give a lot of direction to us. But one thing he did give us besides George Strait and the NRA. And, yes, and, and George Strait. I love it. George, I love it. <laughs> best, best country singer ever. Awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you got tickled when I said that on the phone. So, oh yeah, um, absolutely, I, yeah. And and uh, you know, you get no argument here. But but my dad also got us to appreciate, um, you know, the Marine Corps and have yes. a huge love for the Marine Corps, the armed services, but in particular Marines. Um, he went through part of Paris Island, got medically discharged in, in boot camp, and then he was done. But he always wanted to influence, you know, just a. Um, uh, you know, sure. this positive, uh, you know, we were looked up, they were our heroes. And so it was, you know, not surprising when I needed something to do with my life and I couldn't really figure it out. and Didn't want to go to college at the time um, that I would enlist into the Marine Corps because they were the best. Um, I needed guidance that ultimately led me into getting an economics degree, uh, graduating with honors that led me into, uh, um, you know, going to moving to Nashville at the time, dabbling in country music and different things. And, um, you know, I was a competitive bodybuilder for a while. So I was doing wow. personal training with folks. 
Uh huh. Yeah. I was I was personal training with folks, and that led me into then figuring out well, how do I rehab muscles that are messed up, sore, not activated? Um, that led me into learning this stretching technique um, that ended up putting me, you know, working with all these famous NFL athletes. And I was working alongside a chiropractor, um, saw what he was doing, um, wanted, knew I wanted, you know, some alphabet soup in front of and behind my name, but didn't want to be a medical doctor and, uh, you know, make people sick and make uh, GlaxoSmithKline and Merck and Visor richer. That didn't make a lot of sense. Um, so I chose to go the chiropractic route and, um, you know, married a smoking hot girl from Long Island, New York, met her in <laughs> chiropractic school. And uh, long story short, uh, you know, we meet in chiropractic school and she had this crazy idea to move to California. And I told her the only way I would move to California is if we were close to a Marine Corps base. So we settled in a little beach town called Carlsbad, probably about 10 minutes from Camp Pendleton. No and we were it. there. Yep. We were there for nine years until the uh, COVID scam started, uh, until Scarf Lady, you know, you saw a little Scarf Lady come out oh, with yeah. her scarves All and right. then Master, you know, I always say, uh, you know, if you've ever seen the the movie or the cartoon, but uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I feel like Anthony Fauci looks like a rodent. He just looks <laughs> like this human disfigured rodent. And, and oh, I'm not yeah. saying that just because I don't like him. Although no, I, I know. I, I get it. Yeah. I don't like him. I think he's the spawn of Satan. But putting yeah. that aside, he really does look like a rodent if you do a fair assessment, you know? Sure. And so I saw the rodent Fauci and Scarf Lady come up and they started to talk talk about this uh, flesh-eating bacteria with a 99.9% .9 survival rate. And so, you know, my wife and I, when they told us we couldn't, we were close to a million-dollar business, uh, you know, they tried to shut us down with the facial condoms and the... The uh, injections, I want to be careful because I don't know where you're streaming. So I'll just do no, this. You guys sure. know what I'm talking Absolutely. about. And uh, long story short, we started doing rallies up and down California. The awesome. third rally I did um, got the uh, I talked down some riot gear police at the Sacramento Capitol um, and 22 million people saw that video. Mm. And the media started to call me the megaphone Marine because I spoke through a megaphone. And we launched a nonprofit called 1776 Forever Free um, yep. for the last three years up until about nine months ago. Um, I was literally gone from my family two weekends out of every month. We oh. did the Trump bus tour with Mike Lindell. We did an initiative to recall Gavin Newsom. I was the lead spokesperson. We did voter fraud stuff in Maricopa County. Uh, we did the Clay Clark Reawaken America tour. And I did my own self-funded um, six city six state tour um called the freedom tour usa um and we were doing that literally two months after covid started so there were no big groups i spent one hundred fifty thousand dollars of my own money there were no big groups that would come alongside of us um to do that but we wanted to do rallies when trump was unable to do rallies um we wanted to do rallies and uh, that eventually ran into my u.s senate campaign in california where i ran for cackling kamala's seat um, I got about a half a million votes in third place out of 23. And uh, now we're stepping into an initiative with General Flynn. And that's kind of the uh, oh, yeah. elevator Absolutely. speech of who I am and what I'm about. Absolutely. Um, he's a great guy. He's uh, I, I personally, 
I don't understand why any general's doing what he's doing. <laughs> doesn't make any sense because most of them, you know, they become part of the elitist, part of the, you know, they become spokesmen on CNN, et cetera, but not General Flynn. He is uh, the backbone of the military uh, spokesperson in this country. And I, I love him to death. I really do. And that's all part of what you have done, uh, which injects into what they are doing is this massive uprising uh, against this tyranny that's happening in this country. And thank you for your service. I appreciate that dearly. And I know that uh you're a veteran but what did you do in a marine corps how did you go from the marine corps and your job that you did coming out and then go into the civilian world what did you do in the marine corps yeah well totally unrelated to be frank um you know i wasn't um i had no medical background whatsoever um, you know, I've always had kind of a health background because I grew up working out, always grew up kind of wanting, you know, to have physical fitness, um, you know, um, not have extra skin on me because um, I just, I, you know, I was just one of those guys. It was, you know, it was really helped me handle my stress and my anxiety I had as a young boy. And so, uh, you know, found myself just always working out, always wanting to follow physical fitness. I was a supply and um, administrative guy in the Marine Corps, I signed up for tanks, but um, my mom kind of got, uh, uh, yeah, and, and I wanted to be a tanker, yep. but when I got in the delayed entry program at 17 and had to convince my mom, unbeknownst to me, my mom went to Staff Sergeant Vanderay. Yeah. Don't make her uh, a tank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. make him a tanker or Ex I'm going to kick your ASS. And, yeah. and, you know, my mom, God rest her soul on, on Veterans Day on the 10th, uh, it will it will be her one year anniversary of her passing. Um, but she uh, I think even though she hated the Marine Corps when I went in, um, I know that my mom loved the Marine Corps when I came yeah. out and, hey, and the type made, of man that I was. Made you a man. Made you 100%. a man. Yep. Made you have the, you know, people say in the military, you know, you do these things but see the way the military works it's a unit it, it you know everybody works together and we build each other up with confidence and esprit de corps the ability to you know to to stand up to anything that is distributed to us and we carry that into the civilian world and i yeah. was on with Mark Meckler and Rita Peters on the COS Mission of States uh, Crossroads today. And I told them about you coming on the show. And I said, this, this is how simple it is, is there's so many people that think that they know how to be real men in this country, but the military has no problem with that and real women with strength 
And that's what the country is, is based on. But we're dealing with a tremendous lack of this education and the generation today going in the military thinking that they're going to change the military like them. It, it's not going to yeah. happen. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to take a, a minute here to explain what you're talking about when your mom said, you know, don't make him a tanker. I wanted to be a engine mechanic in the aviation world when I joined in 82. And I did all the tests, ASFAB, you know what I'm talking about. So I go to uh, enlist in New Orleans, go through the process or whatever, and I'm getting ready to raise my right hand. And they say, oh, you're going into combat arms. I'm like, what? What, what are you talking about? I signed up to be a jet engine mechanic and you drew me in here and all of a sudden I got to uh, be a ground pounder or artillery or tanks. They were replacing all the Vietnam veterans that left. Okay, so long story short, I became a tanker. After two years, I enlisted for three. After two years, I can re-enlist. So I went and got my record book and the went to the career planner, which you know what I'm talking about. And he looked at my record book. And he goes, Bud, you're a freaking rocket scientist. <laughs> Why are you even here? And I'm like, I, I, you know, I have no idea. I just want to have a, you know, a career that when I get out of the Marine Corps, I can progress uh, to further my life. And end up in aviation electronics because of not because I went to college, but just because of my skills and knowledge. Uh, and that's what it's all about separation. So you did the exact same thing from a different point of view. You did your supply time in the Marine Corps. And then when you got out, that esprit de corps, that ethos that is in your heart drove you into another aspect of society, which happens all the time. And this is why I'm so grateful that you are on the podcast today, because veterans are the key. We are the constitutional American citizens that have stand up, raise our hand to support and defend the Constitution. And because of that, we look at our lives towards what the founding fathers developed. Freedom to be able to do and become whatever you want. But this is not the country that we're dealing with today. What we're dealing with is all these kids want to go to college. They want, and the colleges are sucking them up. As long as you got money, doesn't matter. Back in the day, if you went to college or wanted to go to college, you had to qualify for that. You have necessary skills or abilities to go into 
that education environment, which is very hard. Today, a frog can be a student in college. I, I, I really sure. believe that. So what you have done, which is, is great, is enlisted in the Marine Corps, come out and carried that ethos of the military and the veterans. Uh, they produced you as a critical thinking, reasonable person. And I think that's why you're in the position you are. I, I feel sorry, tremendously sorry for the veterans that are going to do their four, six years or whatever. Yeah. And and they don't have that ethos. You know? They were and and, 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 you know, what I was going to say, and, and I got to close it down, I got about four minutes, sure. uh, but but I want to come on again, bud, and I'm honored to sure, your audience. absolutely. You know, I think that they're being robbed. They're being robbed of an authentic experience to right. become a man, see what true leadership is. I mean, one of the things that's missing in our society is what you and I were taught, which is this, you know, what I always say in my family, my wife hates when I say it. But my boys, I think, are going to learn to respect it is, you know, we're always we're never out of the fight and we have to have a constant leadership and willingness to win. You know, it's like action, consistency and an ability to yeah. win. That's what I say all the time in my home. Right. Everything we do, we're going to do it with a sense of purpose, a sense of intensity, a sense of belonging. Um, and we know that we're never out of the fight. And um, leadership, action, consistency, systems, and a willingness to win um, is really how you do it like anything in your life. Um, and how you do one thing is how you do all things. And I think that um, we don't really have that anymore, that, that value of hard work and that, that leadership value to say that, you know, I'm going to give 120 percent. It's kind of like Nick Saban says, sorry to say that bad word. On the, on the okay. thing, but he was he was an LSU he was an LSU football coach at one point. Oh yeah, because I'm oh, an yeah. Alabama fan. That's the only thing Bud and I disagree on. I'm an Alabama fan, but okay. but one of the leadership principles that I love about Nick and and whether you like Nick as a person or not, you can't deny his worth work ethic and and his leadership in a football program. And is that you know he always says that this play has a life of its own. Um, right. Uh, be in the present moment. You can't look back. You have to look forward. Um, and I just really think that there are so many kids today that could garner and learn so much if they were led properly in our military. Our military used to be one of the best ways um, that that young men like you and I did could could become men. But I think I'll finish yeah. off on that, unfortunately, because I got a skedaddle. All right. Um, give me. But, can, do I have a minute? It's real quick. Of course. My son course. had a green mohawk in high school and said he wanted to join the Marine Corps. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> anyway, he ended up enlisted in the Marine Corps in the intel field and then went into an officer program. But he dropped out of the officer program, which is fine. But here's the bottom line. He got out of the military, became a top secret software programmer. Wow. Earned, earned his MBA, and he is a wonderful, wonderful person with his four children, our grandchildren. And this is what the service does. It makes you yeah. a real person. 
Thank you for your service. I really appreciate that. Gordon, we'll connect again. uh, And we'll talk more about our experiences. And I want to bring you back and really talk about what you think is happening with the military, with uh, the country in general, because it's very important for veterans to speak up and, and fight this because the Democrats do this all the time. They get in the streets and talk about this. Where are we? Why are we not in the streets? That's Amen. Big... I love that. Yep. And we'll talk to you later, brother. Take care of yourself. Hey, well, I appreciate you. I appreciate your viewers. And you guys support this man. He's given up so much of his time. He's given up stuff financially. And like I always say, bud, and you know this, right? Patriotism is not about what you get. It's always right. about what you give up. And so uh, I'm I'm honored to be on and I would love to come on more and, you know, I'll have to come down at some point. And, you know, if you do stogies, do one of those or, or oh, do yeah. some of the Absolutely. holy water, Absolutely. the holy water they call Jameson, we will. We'll have to do some yes. of that. But <laughs> I love it. Jameson. Yes. Talk to you later, brother. Have a great All right, day. brother. Semper Fi, yeah. bud. Thank you. Semper Fi. Bye-bye.
When a man could still work and still would It's the best dog free life behind us now The good time's really over for good I wish Coke was still cola And a joint was a bad place to be It was back before Nixon lied to us all on TV Before microwave ovens when a girl could still cook and still would Best dog free life behind us now. The good time's really over for good. I'll be rolling downhill like a snowball headed for hell. With no kind of chance for the flag or the liberty bell I wish a Ford and a Chevy would still last ten years like they should The best of the free life behind us now The good time's really over for good. Stop rolling downhill like a snowball headed for hell. Thank you, Will. Stand up for the flag and let's all ring the liberty bell. Let's make a Ford and a ship. Would still last ten years like the should. Cause the best of the free life is still yet to come. The good times ain't over for good.